or I can say the ingredients of a Burger King Whopper backwards. Welcome to South Jersey Girls. I'm Klein Aliardi. I'm Jane Phelps. I'm Elise Notariani. And I'm Marianne Aliardi. And today we have an interview with astrophotographer Chris Bakley. But first, did anyone watch last week's Mars landing? I didn't even know that was happening. Yeah, same. Okay, cool. You guys must have known it was happening because I told you I had to kick my entire family out of the basement so that I could do the podcast last week. You're overestimating how much I'm listening. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Also, Jane may be the most technologically savvy out of all of us, but today she's taking a step back and she's calling in. That's why she sounds the way she does. I'm drinking my Tang, but... I still, my internet broke. What did what did you even get to see? Truth be told, it's a little boring. <laughs> like, it's just like a whole process of it. Well, my husband wouldn't call it boring. Of it coming down to the planet and doing all these procedures. Like all these rocket scientists, truthfully, have been planning for years and years and years with billions of dollars. And everything had to be working to precision because there's no person. And it worked so perfectly but the most beautiful moment is when everyone's cheering and it's not like the movies where it's all these men with starch shirts with their cigarettes cheering it's like women and people of color and even the nasa tv is these women who comment about all of the things that are happening wow I didn't know that. But I just found out that uh, New Jersey has this crazy Mars connection. I was trying to find out if anyone from here had worked on the Mars landing. And I found so much something so much better, which is that in 1938, you know, when they um, broadcast on the radio, the reading of like the War of the Worlds, George, is it George Orwell? Yeah, sure. Um, so when that happened, because they flipped it up and made it just sound like uh radio broadcasts like that's how they told the story there were people who thought it was really happening and so in it's set in glenn mills new jersey which is near princeton so a bunch of people came to new jersey to try to fight off the aliens (laughs) when when? oh brave citizens like that day 1938 (laughs) 1938 when they did the broadcast and so this town has this like huge bronze like seven foot tall monument pretty much there was a there was a guy who shot at the water tower in the town because he thought it was a martian wow did he damage it um i don't know it said it was still standing so you can go see it yeah i i don't think that i would be that kind of person I, i didn't even prepare for like the what was it the eclipse in 2017 um I was one of those people who looked straight up at it without glasses like you did I did I just I didn't have anything and I thought I'm outside I can look um I couldn't wow did you damage your eyes yeah oh maybe my glasses are extra prescription now but come on that was pretty well known that you weren't supposed to look directly at it you're not supposed to look at the sun either but like I see the sun all the time did it hurt I I mean it I had some spots after for a while (laughs) And you saw it? No, no, I didn't see anything. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, when you look at it without glasses, because apparently nobody else tried, um, it was just like this big light. Like, from what I remember, I don't even think you could see like the outline of it. It just was like a big random blob of light in the middle of the sky. Man, I thought Eclipse was supposed to be dark. I mean, you're not wrong, I guess. Yeah, we were very prepared for it because we went down the shore and we brought our massive telescope and Craig wound up having the telescope look at the sun 
and then somehow he projected it onto the garage door. That's really yeah. Amazing. I think he wanted to be one of those NASA scientists. But mm. down the shore is one of my favorite places to go stargazing. I remember I used to go with John probably in like the first year or so of our relationship when we were still trying to like be really cute. We I would go down to the beach with his family <laughs> in Avalon and we would go out on the jetty and watch the stars until finally John got comfortable enough in the relationship to tell him tell me that it freaked him out to be out there at night. Wait, really? Wow. Yeah, because we were out on the jetty, so it was so dark and you had the ocean all around you. And I thought that oh, was cool and he did yeah, not. That stuff is so cool. There's a South Jersey astronomy club. They have watch parties. It's weird because they haven't had them because of COVID. And I don't get why, because it's outside, but they haven't, right. which is some good for them being cautious. <laughs> but they, But they actually take telescopes so when you go there and you walk to the spot there will be telescopes there and there are people who will really help you with what you're looking at which is what I always think that I look through it we have a telescope surprisingly and when you look through it I don't know what I'm looking at so it kind of loses its appeal then you must like the planetarium planetariums are very cool I haven't been there though since the girls were little however a couple years ago I called one the Franklin Institute's planetarium because you can have a party there and I thought that was so cool, but it was super expensive. So it was yeah. really a planetarium effort, not really a visit. Yeah. Party. Party planning effort. Marshall I like it. I've actually never been to a planetarium. Like in your life? I don't even you, No, never. That's not true. That's not true. I've taken <laughs> you to planetariums. Okay. I've never been to a planetarium enough to Fine. like remember what it's like. Your birthday party was at a planetarium, the Franklin Institute's planetarium. It was okay. this awesome birthday party. I will show okay. you the pictures of what okay. a good time you had. Wait, Wait I thought we just said that we didn't go through with this. No, 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 no. That was a little kid. That was, she was like eight. No, I was talking an adult party. Wouldn't that be fun? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Wait, Klein, oh, that would be cool. Klein, have you blanked out your eighth birthday party? Yes, Klein. Oh, are well, you forgetting that part of your life? As you just, I yeah. said, I haven't been enough to remember what it's mm. like. <laughs> Yeah, well, don't say you've never Going been there. once. <laughs> you've gone more than once and to planetariums in different states. What other state? I believe we went to a planetarium in Washington, D.C. Okay. Maybe also because I was eight, I wasn't really paying attention. Klein, you always paid attention. Also possible. <laughs> you were very attentive <laughs> as, my firstborn, as my firstborn. Yes. Did I ever tell you that? When we went to Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, Klein was, how old were you, 10? And she said... We were like on the tours and she turns to me and she says, I wish I brought my notebook so I could have taken notes. Oh, oh my God, Klein, that's so sweet. So sweet. Yeah, that lasted. Would any of you go to space if Elon no. Musk came and knocked on your door? That, that'd be a no. no. Uh, I would, but I want to wait until there's a more luxurious way to travel. Like right now- She's only going in first class. Gritty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard note. Would you go, Klein? I don't know. It just seems like one of those things that's like, if you had the chance, isn't that something that you should probably take? No. Not no. A lot of people get that. Okay. Well, I did think it would be fun. I really thought that I would have better answers than no. Um, but to see who would actually be best equipped to be an astronaut and actually make oh, the trip this. to space. Yeah. I um, know the answer. You do? It's not me. I can tell you that. <laughs> Go ahead. We'll see. For one thing, I, I would throw up a lot. Okay. I'm not going to throw so. you in like a G-Force simulator. No, I know. No, no. We I, don't I'm... have the funds Ooh. for that. So I did have a disclaimer uh, that none of us would really be able to go because there are these like baseline uh, qualifications that none of us meet. 
you need a master's degree in a STEM uh, mm. topic. Yeah, I'm it. Mine's in creative writing. Okay. There yeah. you go. You need two years of related professional experience. Uh, yeah. You also okay. need to pass the NASA long duration flight astronaut physical. The only qualification that we all have is that we're U.S. citizens, and we do absolutely nothing to get that. So love it. Um, okay, so the only thing that I could find uh, that didn't involve like heavy machinery was a memory test. Okay, so the way that this works is I'm gonna read a sequence of numbers, and you have to repeat them back to me backwards. Wait, I can say the ingredients of a Burger King Big Mac backwards. Is that good enough? Can I just give you that? I don't think there are Big Macs. (laughs) Not at all what we're doing. Oh, not Big Macs. What? I can say the ingredients of a Burger King Whopper backwards. I think the fact that you just called a Burger King burger a Big Mac (laughs) means that you're immediately disqualified. Oh. Um, So who wants to go first? I would love to go first and get this over with. Let's do this. (laughs) Just remember, I know the Whopper backwards. Uh, Six, nine, seven, eight. Oh, eight, seven, nine, six. To be honest, that's kind of surprising. Please. Um, Round one. That was easy. That was round one. Round two. Five, six. Still me? Yeah. I thought I was just getting one round. Uh, No, astronauts can do this with 12 numbers. Wow. (gasps) I would not be able to do it with 12 numbers. So, ready? Yeah. Five, seven, eight, zero, six. Six zero eight seven five. Wait, what is happening? This is so weird. Okay, <laughs> next one. Five seven four nine six eight one. One eight six nine four seven five. <laughs> if okay, I'm gonna be really annoyed if you get past the numbers that I wrote out. Okay, I don't know. Maybe, if I'm gonna be able am to do I this one. like? Am I saying them too like rhythmically? Should I? No, you're not saying no, Marianne's a born a born astronaut. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Okay. Eight six five three two four seven nine. Nine seven four two three five seven eight. Oh, so oh what I get? Two three five six eight. I got one number wrong. I'll take it. I'm That's good. It. That's good. So who wants to go next? All right, I put on my glasses for this so I can be smarter. <laughs> oh, there you go. Thank you. Okay. So first level, four, seven, six, five. Five, six, seven, four. <laughs> one, six, five, zero, nine. Nine, seven, five, six, one. I said zero, right? I, you said that and all of a sudden I, I was like, oh no, did I say the wrong number? I have no idea. Okay. I, 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 um, so a little insight into my life. Uh, Jane, every once in a while is like, hey, will you do this thing? And then I say yes. And then I immediately, like immediately forget that it ever happened. Like this request ever happened. And wow, this, this just happened. I thought did I make no. up a seven in that? You did. I, knew I, appreciate, I uh, admire your better. creativity. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, mom, you don't understand how shocked I was. And a little annoyed. All right, Jane. That, guys. I'm not going to be good at this, so go That's okay, because I did hey, not write enough it? Who's, numbers. Who's doing it to you? Who's doing it uh, to no you? No one. No one is. Oh, I'll do it. I'll, I just I'll write it up right now. Thank you, Elise. Thank you, Elise. All right, Jane. <laughs> Level one. Okay. Um, one, four, two, three. Four, three. Um, I can't even do it. 
I give up. Do you want to try a different one? No, no. I'll just say that my brain's not visualizing things right now. I think it's the end of the day. You're just done. If you, if you did it at nine o'clock in the morning, it might be a little different. Oh, I, I think I would have been great at nine. Yeah. Yeah. I even <laughs> went swimming today. I would have been like oh. eight numbers out. Oh, yeah. Coming out of the pool, she would have been spitting them out. Like, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Well, mom, that's... <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. I really didn't Wait, see no. this going. This Klein's got it. Klein. Give me one Elise. second. Yeah, Klein. He's not going to beat so Marianne. Awesome. Marianne, you're just, you have to report to Elon Musk school next week. Yeah. 3817. 712956 659217 6514820 These girls, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> we we would do this to them every night. We would drill them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say these were these numbers. You say them backwards. The biggest disappointment in my family was me not becoming an astronaut. <laughs> I'm here today with astrophotographer Chris Bakley. Chris, how are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Of course. I'm very excited to talk about this because uh, you have these incredible photos all over your Instagram. Oh, <laughs> thank you nice so sky. much. How did you get started in doing all of this? So my journey actually started just about 10 years ago. Uh, all over the news was about this huge NASA mission called Atrex. And, you know, the main thing that comes into your mind when you think of NASA and launches is Cape Canaveral. But um, there's actually a flight facility in Virginia. And those rocket launches we can actually see from right here in South Jersey. Uh, so it was all over the news how there was this upcoming launch and they were going to launch five rockets at once and it was going to release glow-in-the-dark uh, tracers into the night sky. Of course, I'm like, well, at this point, I, I wasn't too much into the night sky or, or photography in general. I had a $50 camera at the time, but I'm like, I couldn't help but be excited. Uh, so that's what actually started it. So speaking of NASA, actually, you're now a solar system ambassador for NASA, so, right? So yes, let me explain all of that a little bit and uh, okay, how that all came great. into play. But I started taking these photographs that you see on my Instagram and everything. Mm -hmm. And people started contacting me and were like, well, how can I see these awesome events? Like, So I started hosting events for my community down here at the Jersey Shore. But the one problem that I did run into was... Um, the legitimacy of it, because I'm really just a guy who's a photographer who loves to share my passion with the community. Um, so that's when I started looking into the solar system ambassador program through NASA. Um, okay. I applied. I applied for a few years, not going to lie. Got it. Got <laughs> uh, it. It took me a few years to apply. Um, I mean, it is it is NASA. So even that, is, like, that's impressive, is. honestly, that you're it is. even in this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so with the solar system ambassador program, it actually is to share the missions of NASA and their discoveries with our community. Um, super cool, um, yeah. like unlimited access to information and education to share with our community, which is just super awesome. Now, I actually got approved for it last March, right before the virus hit. So oh. literally as it oh. hit, I was approved and it kind of sent me through like a, a like a spiral a little bit. You know, I was, yeah. I was gearing up to host some, so many awesome events for that summer, with the previous, this last summer. And I was going to do really cool stuff. Like, um, I don't know if you've heard about the movies on the beach down here at the shore where yes. uh, it's a huge projector. 
Well, yeah. think about that, but a live rocket launch. So I'm at oh, the front oh commentating God, yeah. on the rocket launch. Everybody's just out there enjoying it. Are there any upcoming um, events to look for that we can like go look for ourselves? Absolutely. So there's one huge event coming up this summer. Um, so on June 10th, the morning of June 10th, the sun will be rising at sunrise, nearly 70% eclipsed. So you don't need any special equipment for a few short moments. Wow. Now... Um, you know, at sun, sunrise or sunset, you have those few minutes of when the, the sun is very close to the horizon and it doesn't hurt your eyes and you're able to look at it closely without any problems with your eyes. Right. Um, that's going to be happening on June 10th as well. As long as it's clear, you're going to be able to go out there and witness that eclipse at sunrise. That's going to be a major event. Um, yeah. And I, you know what? And with these events, weather can change at any moment. So even if it's mm -hmm. fully cloudy, I still recommend everybody going out there and checking it out. Um, and because I am such a beginner at this, how? How right. early would you recommend like getting in your spot and getting situated for this? So uh, that's an extremely good question. And I appreciate you asking that yeah. because one of the most exciting moments in astronomy is sitting there an hour and a half before sunrise and watching the stars disappear into the sunrise and watching that dawn oh, yeah. uh, rise. So experience that entire situation. If you want to get out there early, get out there an hour and a half early, stargaze for a few minutes, and then just watch the stars fade into the sunrise and you'll wow. be completely breath like breathtakingly beautifully beautiful sights yeah so. that sounds amazing actually that's what, yeah <laughs> i never would have thought of that see that's perfect that's i'm definitely marking that on my calendar good uh, good obviously i've kept the photos going you know going out there alone and keeping those photos going is no problem but what yeah. i've really um i guess adapted to was the the online presence of doing live streams and you know that it it was difficult i'm not gonna lie um it was definitely a huge change of pace. You know, I don't have a huge online following, but you know, for, I was grateful for 2020. It was a huge year for space. You had the first manned flight from the U.S. soil in over nine years. Uh, so that was extremely exciting. I, I started with that event and that was my first live stream. Um, and then I started, you know, not only playing with the NASA stuff with rocket launches and commentating that and getting the people involved in my chat, but also going out there and pushing the limits of my camera and doing live streams of the stars. Right. I was just actually watching um, one of your live streams of from Cape May of just the stars and the ocean. Yeah. Yep. And it's so calming. It's not even funny. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it, it was definitely, um, it was awesome to be able to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's, everybody's fighting a different battle right now and to be able mm -hmm. to just get their mind off of everything and just relax a little bit. And, um, and learn at the same time, you know, right. so you exactly. can't beat it. So where, where all can people watch your live streams? So right now I was doing it through YouTube and Facebook, but as we get through this pandemic, I think this year I'm going to see about doing those in-person events yeah. again. Uh, obviously we don't know how this summer is going to end up, but I hope to, because believe it or not, last summer, you did have a lot of people still at the beach. They're all socially distanced. Yeah. Um, so I believe that maybe I can do something similar to that and keep everybody, you know, separated um, and just right. have, see what I can do. And yeah. right now I'm doing it on my personal Facebook page and my YouTube channel, which is just my name, Chris Bakley. But, you know, it's <laughs> not many followers on there, but that just gives it even more of a personal experience for everybody who joins. Yeah. Oh my God. It's so true. For people who are interested in uh, taking photos of the night sky, I mean, just me personally, I kind of want to take them just because I think it would be really cool to have in my apartment. Um, oh, absolutely. Obviously lacking art, <laughs> so it would be really good to put something up there. Um, absolutely. Do you do you have any tips for getting those good pictures? To get started into it, you need a ton of patience and a very... Mm -hmm 
vast knowledge of photography before you go out there and take these photos. Photography during the day is challenging in itself. Add a dark beach where you can't see your camera into that. And then it's just, right. now you're kind of lost. It's yeah, like what I did know during the day. Um, but believe it or not, these days, you know, camera phones or um, cameras on your phone, uh, they have a mode where you can take photos of the stars. And um, really, it's just long exposures. So you'd need a DSLR camera, definitely a DSLR camera. Um, the better photos that you want, the more expensive the equipment is. Um, right. So that's kind of like, that's the drawback there. <laughs> Sounds um, about right. Yeah. <laughs> with anything, I guess, you know, the more expensive, right. but you know, you can do other things that doesn't include just the stars. Um, last week, I actually did a special project where I made my own camera to track the sun's path across the sky. Wow. Um, so it would rise in the east, set in the west, obviously. But what path does the sun take during that time? Is it a perfect arc? Does it go up and down a little bit? You know, what, right. what is that? You know, what does it do? So I made it my own pinhole camera out of a 12 ounce can and a piece of film, um, not a super light sensitive piece of film, just like a photo paper kind of film. Right. And the sun burned itself into the, the film for a week straight. And then after that, it showed the sun going across the sky for an entire week. So that literally costed wow. me $3. And you can go That's out there and so do that. Cool. You can make your own cameras and do all that kind of fun stuff. So although yeah. the equipment is expensive, um, for, for the camera stuff, there's still tons of things that you can do with just a few dollars and some imagination. I know Kate May is one of your favorites, obviously, since you're there, but do you have other South So Jersey? if you don't mind, I would love to actually explain all of that. Um, oh my God, so, yes, absolutely. So one of the main things with stargazing is light pollution, and that's what hinders us from seeing the stars in all of its glory. But what happens down here at the shore? Well, when you look out over the ocean, there is no light pollution over the ocean. So the only light pollution that you're dealing with is the light pollution from the city that you're in or wherever you are. Right. So in Cape May, Sea Isle, Strathmere, all these cities, Avalon, Stone Harbor, all of these cities with not much light pollution, they have some, especially during the summer, the, 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 more, you go in, the more you go into summer, the more lights will be turned on and the more light pollution right. you'll have. Um, but looking out over the ocean, it's you can get a nearly perfect view of the night sky without any hindrance from the light pollution. One thing that always surprises me is that when I think of stargazing, it seems kind of like a solo activity, but it sounds like you're able to find well, a was. large community there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, I feel like this community that I'm starting to build is people who have never even thought about stargazing before or astronomy. And I really try to include everybody in it. And so it's not just for kids, it's not just for families, it's for everybody. And I really try to nail down the fact that you don't have to love science in order to love astronomy or space or it's, you know, if you can go out there and appreciate a sunrise or a sunset for just the beauty of it, yeah. I feel like you can also go out there and appreciate the beauty of the night sky and the stars and the cosmos and everything else. So good. I hope Thank everybody you. does. That's going to be yeah. an amazing event. Just really one th really quick. Um, you know, I've been <laughs> studying the night sky for half my life and I've been in studying the darkness for half my life. I know a lot of people out there right now are fighting their own battles and feel like that there's, they're in that never ending darkness right now. Um, but let me just tell you all that the dawn will come, <laughs> new opportunities will come and along that will be peace. So just hang in there everybody. And, and oh, as always, you know, uh, just keep looking up and everything will be all right. That's the best advice I've heard in a very long time. So thank you so much for that. And thank you for explaining all of this to us and 
Absolutely. It's been a blast. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So instead of saying goodbye um, in the aerospace and space community, we actually say clear skies. So oh my God, <laughs> clear I skies to you and everybody out there. And thank you so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Chris for that interview. Uh, Mom. Yes. Do you want to show off your Whopper trick? Yes. Yes. Ready? Okay. So not only can I say it backwards, but I can say it backwards fast. Here yeah. we go. Bun seed sesame uh, on onions, pickles, cheese, lettuce, sauce, special patties, people too. Thank you very much. I don't know how I know that, but thank you very much. It is a skill. <laughs> Stop laughing. Be proud. Is, that was interesting. And if you want to hear other fascinating things like that, be sure to hit that subscribe button. We have new episodes every Tuesday. We'll see you next week. Bye.